eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, what up, what up, what up? We're back. It's Golden Spaces, the Odyssey original podcast with Matt and Justin. Justin, there's so much from this game last night to get into, from the individual players who played to the players who are out, the fact that the dubs are still rolling. Um, where are they right now? 5-0? 4-0? and 5-0 in a row. 5-0 and without Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Huge. And in one of those games did not have Klay Thompson. Is that correct? Am I making that up? They didn't have Klay yes. in the games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we thought they could win some games at home. Um, And actually, every game they've won, I felt like they should have won, right? Like, going into it, I thought they were all beatable teams. But it's still like, and look, we still have, what, three more games left during this homestand. But, I mean, they really have the chance to go undefeated. Uh during this homestand we will see if they will or they won't but i mean this is impressive like even if it is just at home i mean this is impressive what they're doing and you got to give them credit for it for sure for sure i saw somewhere um they had the number one defense over this span um so that's really it's really a testament to you know draymond looney dante how these guys are really locking in clay when he's playing kaminga he stepped up when he's played and hopefully he's he's back relatively soon but um this has always been the warriors calling card right whether it's shots are falling or not um they always hang their hat on defense and that's how they consistently win games um it's just it's one of those things where you just hope they can get their reinforcements back soon because it is asking a lot for these players to consistently put forth this type of effort night in night out um without you know much subs right like double overtime guys are pushing over 40 minutes so um definitely super impressive that they've done it up to this point they still have a very favorable schedule for the next you know for the foreseeable future so they should 
hopefully keep it rolling. Um, and it, it starts and ends with how they defend. Um, Cause as you can see, we, we already mentioned Jordan didn't shoot that well, clay shot well, but um, shots are not going to fall every single night, but if you can defend and stop the other team, you always give yourself a chance to win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm looking here at my dandy little box score sheet that I got <laughs> last night. And uh, I mean, 44 minutes for Dante, 44 for Draymond, 32 for Kevon Looney, 45, almost really 46, because it was 45, 51 for Clay. So let's call that 46 minutes, 45 minutes for Jordan Poole. Anthony Lamb with 32 minutes. Listen, y'all already know how I feel about him, but he did, you know, when they were going into the second overtime, I think I tweeted something like, um, you know, Kerr trusts Lamb a lot, um, but it might be time just to go with his five best players and live with the result um, because he was going like offense, defense, and he was also thinking about like spacing and, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Well, yeah, that's offense defense, but with lamb and loon, um, but lamb did, they, they started that second overtime with the best five and the best five that I'm saying remaining right now bodies that they have. And that's Dante loon, Draymond, um, JP and clay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, they started that that second overtime with that group. And then at some point he brought in Lamb. And Lamb made a lot of big plays during that time. Um, he he also had like, he played some great defense. And he also, he grabbed like a rebound and got it to, 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 to Dre. He passed it to Dre, which in the first, I want to say it was overtime or maybe it was like at the end of, because the, the moments are kind of jumbled together for me. But I think it was in the first overtime. He like grabbed a board. And like, I don't know, he was under the basket. I don't he I don't know who he was looking to pass, but he just kind of passed it to the Hawks. And so Oh yeah, I think he was trying to pass to Dante, but he threw it too hard. Yeah. And so I was like, it was great that you got that board and got it to Dre. Um, and Dre hit a huge three, his only three pointer for the night, his only three point shot attempt. Um, and right. it put the Warriors up by five. And it's still, you know came down to the very end because I thought, okay, I think I like when I was watching, I was like, okay, I think that might be it. Like mm -hmm. they should be good. DeJounte, but... <laughs> hit, a very, DeJounte yeah. hit a very fake three after that. So, but at the end it was Loon who tipped it in for the game mm -hmm. winner. And so, like I said, go with your best five ultimately. Um mm -hmm. that got it done. That got it done. And so yeah, I mean pretty pretty incredible there um what were you thinking as you were watching like the two overtimes um definitely on the edge of my, of my seat and you know after that third quarter from the hawks it was it was tough i guess trying to figure out if the hawks were going to continue the level of shooting that they that they had you know it's just like it seemed like they didn't miss you know uh bogey came in there and he wasn't missing. At one point he was like eight for 13 or something like that. So I just didn't want him to get a shot off. Um, I thought they were playing Trey and DeJounte fairly well um, for the most part, like at least the guards just getting over the screens and stuff like that. Um, Loon did save the day, but I think for the majority of the game, 
he looked a little bit fatigued, you know, like uh, a lot of the screen and roll coverages that he had with Trey Young. Um, it just didn't look like his best, right? Trey Young was getting a lot of like lobs to Onyeka and, and John Collins was just getting deep position and scoring. So majority of the game where you just mean like as it wore on, like, and they got into like the double overtimes. I would say like towards the middle of the game, once they were up by like 20, it just seems like he was kind of like, I don't I already don't have the energy reserves to play the best defense I possibly can, but we're also up by 20. So I'm kind of like just chilling right now. Okay. Um, so I think for the most part, he was okay, but you can kind of see his legs filling uh filling this homestand a little bit or filling uh, all these games, these close games. Um, so at the end, I was just figuring out how I was trying to figure out how they were going to get stops, but they ended up, you know, Dante and Draymond turned it up. Lamb made a few key plays where he just ripped it out of John Collins' hands, similar to how uh, Kaminga did to PJ Washington the other night. That was huge. Um. And then it was just get Clay the ball. Like, so <laughs> Jordan was, you know, making some questionable decisions, and this is this is a part of his growing process, you know, as a as a young player. And you know, we we've seen Steph at different times of his career when he was a younger player make some make some costly mistakes at the end of the game. So it's just all a part of the process, and you just want you're just glad that they're on the winning side when he's having these type of games and these type of uh, moments. So it, on offense, it was just get Clay the ball see what happens and on defense it was like find a way to not let these guys get any type of open shot and Draymond and Dante made sure of that so it was yeah like you said no other word to use other than just impressive impressive win yeah um you know um Kerr spent a, a good amount of time last night talking about pool um and not really discussing you know, his, his decision-making in the end, but just sort of talking about like what this experience is going to do for him without Steph and saying like, look, he's, he's getting what Steph would get, right? Like the defenses having to make those decisions. And he said, there's still another level that Jordan has to get to. Like he knows it's in him. And so he just thinks that this is a great experience for him. Like didn't really seem to care about all the shot attempts. Cause he's like, he has to figure it out. And so I thought it was good to hear from him like that. Cause I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure Kerr also realizes he doesn't have a choice right now. Like it's, you know, you need Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but like, you know, wasn't really kind of at least making it aware to us, you know, listening to him that like, cause I mean, J- Jordan really did not play that well, like in terms of like his decision-making and, you know, just some of his choices, but then he still would come back and hit like a big three or, you know, something. So, yeah. and that's why you have to have him. Right. And so he, he, but I just thought that was interesting hearing him say, you know, Jordan has like another level to get to and just sort of continuing to kind of drill in that he's getting the stuff treatment. And I think people need to remember that because mm-hmm. when they get so upset, they're like, ah, you know, it's like, he's getting the Steph treatment, but he's not Steph guys. Um, right. And he's still a very young developing player. So um, it's gonna there's gonna be ebbs and flows that come with that. And so um I'm proud of Jordan. I mean, like you rather these mistakes now than later, right? So mm-hmm. um, and I expect that he will learn from them. And so just tremendous effort from him during this homestand and kind of taking on that responsibility, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like we all know the team is depleted, so he's gotta do even more. Right. It's not just Steph out and then he's replacing just Steph. He's essentially him and Clay are having to make it up for Steph and Wiggins. There's no Kaminga. 
Um, so it's just it's definitely tough. And I think he's handled it as well as anyone that isn't that level of player can handle it. You know, like he's showing he's showing something like he's he's up there in terms of being able to score the ball and all, all the things that he brings to the table. He's elite at. So, um, yeah, proud, definitely proud of Jordan and what he's been able to do. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, yeah, for sure. So I'm here looking at Draymond Green's like box score. And it's just, he's so funny. Five points, <laughs> five, five field goal attempts. And yet um, he was a plus nine in the game. Clay had the largest plus minus. Um, interesting. Interestingly enough, Kevin Looney was a, a, a minus 20, but um Match, Draymond match was just, huh? Match, match the eye test. <laughs> but we, we love Loon. So it's like he, he, if anybody has the rope to, to you know, have yeah. an off game every now and then, it's him. So and he won the game for him. So yeah, um, <laughs> Dre was just so impactful, and it's just so crazy when you look at his box score. And you know he's prone to having these kinds of box scores, but I mean, just. Just he's just been so incredible for them. And like his defense obviously was so needed. And he described, I didn't get to um ask Draymond any questions after the postgame because he he did he did his post game from the locker room and I didn't have locker room access. So but he he talked about the team getting an identity and being gritty. And I mean, this was a double overtime game. Yes, it was, but it was still 143 to 141. So <laughs> Maybe not the best representation of like what their defense has um, mm-hmm. been to this point, but like, look, you're down this many bodies, you know, who cares about that? But yeah, I mean, they definitely have stepped up the defense and they have to, right? Like, I mean, they're missing so much offense. You're missing like between um, clay. I mean, between Steph and Wiggs, what is that? 50 points you're yeah. missing basically. Right. So um yeah. And I don't know. I mean, they probably knew before we did, uh, meaning we, the media and general public, like about Jonathan Kaminga. So like his absence was unexpected, but I think the more concerning thing was that he was in a boot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and apparently like his uh, ankle swelled up. So I don't get the sense that they're going to have him at least for a couple of games, probably. Mm-hmm. Um and he's been so important during these wins. They, so yeah, they definitely could have used him in that third quarter <laughs> when the Hawks couldn't miss. They definitely could have used his length and stuff like that. For sure. And I mean, we'll definitely have to talk about what that means for them with players in and out. But um, you know, we'll 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 see, you know. Um but yeah, I mean Wiseman was out too. Um, 
so many injuries. It's really, it's crazy. And so we talked about it. The fact that they're pulling out these wins is incredible. I can't say enough about Dante. Like, I mean, there has been sort of like a silly discussion happening on the timeline. Um, And it's a whole Dante versus GP2 comparison. And I think uh, GP2 as in Gary Payton the second. And um, you and I, I think, have been like in a similar ball camp, like just like, why are we comparing these guys? They actually are like very different players. And um, nonetheless, this this continues. And I don't know why. Even last night, I mean, there was probably a lot of it because after the Portland game, which shit, we didn't even talk about because we were off. (laughs) And that was a huge game. So we'll maybe just touch on that a little bit in in the final segment. But um they played Portland right before the to close out 2022. And so, you know, Gary came back, he got his his ring. He didn't play in the game. Um, but I mean, look, to me, there's been a lot of conversation about him even before that game, but just a lot of conversation around, you know, who's more impactful to the team and all of this stuff. And so I really, you know, Justin, obviously, I, I really want to hear what you have to say on this because, like, you 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 know this better than me, but this is my kind of just overall take. I think Dante is a better overall player, like all around in terms of like what he can do on the court. Um, and then I, you know, Gary's like a generational like defensive specialist you know like he's just um and he can do some other things too because it's so funny like he was like a lob threat for this team which is so interesting um being how little he is and he finished pretty well and you know pretty you know somewhat reliable from the corner three so he gave you a little bit on offense too I don't want to say like he just did nothing out there but um really like a defensive specialist for for the Warriors so I just as a player all around overall in terms of like everything they can do, I think Dante's an overall better basketball player, but in terms of like their impact to this team, they're both incredibly impactful. Like GP two had incredible impact for this team. And I just don't know why we're comparing it. Like they both have impact. Mm -hmm. They impact in different ways. Um, And, you know, Dante continues to show that this year you know, there's some people like, well, he needs to prove it in like the postseason. And I'm sort of like, yeah, sure, of course. But like, do you think like the play is going to stop? You know, I mean, he was a part of a Bucks team. Yes, he got hurt really early in their championship run. So he didn't play that much in the playoffs, but he was a starting. I think people need to remember that he was a starting player on a mm-hmm. championship Bucks team for a whole season. And, um, and then he was more used like just like a three and D guy there. Right. And he actually has like more that he gets to do on this team. And everyone always talks about him being from Villanova. Like this system really suits him well. And I think we're probably one of the few teams that allow him to do, you know, to be the connective player and do some of the other things that he can do on the court. So it's a really good fit for him. And Mm -hmm. he's providing a lot of value, both offensively and defensively. And so I'm not really worried. Like to me, he shows up in big moments. He's hitting big shots. I have no doubt that he's going to be able to impact you know, the postseason provided he's healthy. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, and in, in when you get to the postseason, they're going to go into it with all of their guys. So 
he's a scalable guy, right? If you need him to step up and be the starter like he has been for the majority, if not all of this, um, this homestand, then he can fill in and do all the little things that he needs to do to help the team win. Um, and if you need him to go back to the bench and just be another guy that helps Jordan and Draymond like carry those lineups, then he can do that as well. Um, so as far as him versus GP2, like we've already established, like they're two completely different players, different types of players. Um, I think when you look at Dante's skill set, like he can pass, shoot, dribble, set the table, stuff like that, right? So you look at it from that standpoint, he has more skill sets in his in his tool bag. Um, and then you look at a guy like Gary, it's like he might not have more, he might not have as many things that he is good at, but the things that he is elite at, he's so elite at them that it kind of makes up the gap um, or even exceeds the gap, you know? So I think- I mean, in a more, in a more extreme degree, it's somewhat like how- when and even though we know he's not a bad defender, he's actually a very solid defender. Um, but it's kind of like when people say, Oh, Steph can't be the best or whatever, because he's not like a two-way guy. Right. And it's like what he does offensively is so impactful that like it doesn't matter if he's not like one of the top defenders. Right, right. I think a better comp for that now, since we understand that Steph is such a good defender, like a better comp for that is like Luka Doncic, right? Not really great on defense. But when you compare him to someone who was more of a two-way player, like let's say Jimmy, like no one thinks Jimmy's better than Luka, even though he's clearly better on defense and a good offensive player as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that where like someone's a specialist, but they're so good at their specialty that it it just the, the impact almost equals or exceeds someone who is good at more things. But I do think overall Dante fits this year's team a little bit better no, no, he fits this little bit. This team better than GP two probably would, and GP two fits last year's team better than Dante probably would. I think the roster around them dictates that, right? Last year they had more shooting in the front court, um, slower footed players in the front court. We include uh, Belly and Otto and stuff like that. So they needed guys, and those guys aren't finishers around the rim, right? They needed a guy like Gary to come in who can play on the perimeter and cut behind the defense while all of our bigs and our um, our main guards like Steph, Clay, Jordan, Wiggins were on the perimeter. They need a guy to slip behind the defense and finish at the rim to add a little bit more rim pressure. He just obviously took their point of attack defense to an entirely different level so he can put other guys um, in, in position to excel outside of point of attack. Um the just the the plays that he made in the open court garden guys 94 feet and just picking their pocket and just getting layups and generating offense from that so he was an incredible incredible player and i think when you put him next to a guy like steph and put him next to a guy like otto and draymond in the in the front court it opened up the floor so much for him to just fill in those gaps and he was so good at filling those gaps that you look at his impact numbers and they were just off the chart like they were they were close to steph's and some of them were exceeding steps right so from that standpoint, he's probably more impactful um, just from the number standpoint. But when you look at uh, he's more impactful in affecting a team's ceiling. Right. So they won essentially two playoff rounds without GP2. Right. But when he was playing, they were like smacking teams. Right. So I think he's more of a ceiling raiser, especially for last year's team than Dante is. But Dante is a guy who can raise your floor because he can fill in so many different skill that you need. Right. Drop ball handling when Steph isn't there providing some spacing when Steph and Wiggins isn't there, point of attack defense, rebounding, even though Gary was a good rebounder, 
Dante's out there grabbing seven, eight rebounds, seven, nine rebounds. So he's he's a guy that's much more appropriate for this team because the depth isn't quite as there, you know, as as good as last year's team, especially in the front court. Um, so he's providing a lot of those things that other guys would have provided. Um, so I think ultimately they're both really good players. We should be happy to have Dante this year, and we should be appreciative of what everything that Gary <laughs> brought last year. And it just seems like every time there's an opportunity to talk up Dante, people will use the opportunity to talk down GP on GP2. And it's like, or vice versa. Him. Yeah, or vice versa. Right. And it's like GP2 helped them win a championship. Dante is helping them in a very, very tough stretch of games right now. And he can potentially help them win a championship as well. So it's really no reason to make a one for one comparison, um, in my opinion. They're both good players. They're both helping this team win. So we should just be happy that we have had and currently have both of those guys yeah yeah um ditto i i think the point that you made though is so important about like scalability and also in terms of like the lineups and and things like that and the personnel because dot like gary wasn't asked to to play in the type of units that that mm -hmm. that Dante is playing in, you know, um, and I'm curious, he probably could be more of a ceiling raiser if he was playing, you know, if he was playing like with Steph and those guys like more and things like that to be determined. But regardless of whether he's more of a floor raiser or a ceiling raiser, it's just that like he's in that second unit. We know for a long time, like they didn't even have like that figured out. There's several guys out right now. I mean, he's just being asked to do things that GP2 you know, wasn't being asked to do. So I sometimes uh -huh. when people bring up like the impact numbers, I'm just like, well, yeah, let's see like <laughs> what he looks like when he gets to, when the team is whole and he gets to run with some of those units because, um, you know, Marcus Thompson was talking about this, but he said that like, even at the beginning of the season when they were like sort of losing and, and, and Dante was out like that staff, and Dre were like, yeah, like just people were like, we need Dante back, right? And he hadn't at the beginning of the season came out like so strong, right? And mm -hmm. they were just like, no. And and Steph and, and Dre recruited him. Like, you know, I don't know if people realize that, but they went out and got him. So they always understood like what he meant and his value to this team. And right. so I think people need to like, when they're ready to just kind of like, you know, shit on him sometimes and say like, you know, he's just nowhere as impactful as Gary. I'm like, well... Draymond and Steph don't quite see it the same way. So, you know, mm -hmm. maybe calm down a little bit, guys. So I think um, those were just incredible points you made. And I just wanted to kind of echo them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely very needed on this team. I, I think if he plays from the beginning of the season, their record is a lot better than it is now. Um, so. Shout out yes, to Dante. Underrated thing, sort of like Bogut in the finals. Obviously that was a more meaningful thing, but like, in the beginning, aside from the fact that they were doing all that, you know, tinkering with the lineups, like people just kind of gloss over that Dante was out. And I would say all the time, like, guys, Dante's out. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it matters. And so, right. um, yeah. All right. Let's break here and then come back and wrap quickly. We still have a few more things to get into just so much. Um, you're, you're tuned into Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> 